Hey everybody, it's Cage. By now you know that Lucas Tigers and Bronze podcast is sponsored by PWCC, and you've probably already heard our weekly PWCC episode. But did you know that you can now bid on the weekly and premier auctions straight from the PWCC mobile app? It's the easiest way to bid on cards, make offers in the fixed price marketplace, track your submissions, and view your vault portfolio. So join the thousands of people who are already placing bids using the mobile app. It's available on both Apple and Android devices. Thanks, everybody, and enjoy the episode. Let's do it. Let's do it. Luca Nation, episode 685 of Lucas Tigers and Bronze. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for bearing with me as I've been traveling. Hope you enjoyed Jimmy from Kentucky Sports' episode yesterday. I got it. I got to tell you, Cage, um, you know, he talked about a lot of like kind of, you know, like macro principles, so to speak, you know, doing good in the hobby, you know, being charitable, giving. It, it reaffirmed a lot of the things I, I see you do. So <laughs> so from, from that standpoint, I know it's funny, but like, yeah. dude, it's, it's I just it's didn't know where you're going. <laughs> it's awesome to have you as a co-host. It's awesome to have you as a business partner on this journey. Just about everyone from the card space and, and a few people from the NFT space here at Vcon. I've been asking about you, so you know I don't do this enough, but I, I wanted to give you uh, a quick courtesy of, you know, I, there's no one I'd rather do this with. So, oh, listen, you know, I definitely I will tell you, you squaring up with Chuck Liddell, and guys, take a look at some of the pictures from from Andrew for the weekend. Um, you know, we, uh, I, I mean, that's pretty cool. I was expecting you to get a head tattoo, you know, like the you know a little like tattoo in your head, like yeah, I'm gonna square up. Um, that's a, that's a cool thing. And then, you know, you're working with Mealy Pops, you know, Jamil, who was at a table next to you, and Slam Stocks guys, you know, the card guys kind of rallying all in one little area together, which is pretty cool. And you got, I, I see Mealy Pops got a Chuck Liddell signed prism box, like a box of cards. It's pretty sweet. You know, it's cool stuff. You know what's cool about that is I, I didn't get a chance to meet Mealy Pops before. It, it's, it's just, it's, it's more proof. And I talk about this all the time. I always say the internet's not real. But like, it's more proof that like, you got to get out of your house, you got to go and do stuff like over the last two, three years with COVID, we kind of got conditioned to like sit at home. And we think we experienced life through our phones. But in reality, it's not the case at all. The people that everyone's been incredibly friendly. Everyone's it's funny. Awesome. It's funny. You want that. I mean, I brought up Jamil thinking you might. Right. So um, we'll get to the PWCC stuff in a second and just some amazing cards and we'll get there, guys. But it's funny because we didn't have a chance. This is the first time we're talking today. We didn't do like a prep. We didn't like even chat. You know, we were on for like 30 seconds. And I said, what time are you coming home tomorrow? This way we can. Hey, this is the first time I'm sitting down today. My shins <laughs> feel like, I, like I'm well, getting shins. We could talk about your auctions in a second. We could definitely talk about VFriends also because that's a, a very polarizing topic. You know, with you out of pocket, I tried to answer some, some messages today. And we'll get to that in a second too. But I don't know if you saw some of those, but we'll get to that in a second. Too. But, but more importantly, I wanted to talk to you about this off but you know what this is what makes our 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 show a little different than everybody else's we can have our conversations you know like we're sitting at a bar we're sharing a couple of beers or, or whatever it is we're drinking or smoking and everybody gets to kind of be involved in our conversation you know it, it, it's, it's part of what i think you know makes it a little bit different and what people like but jameel and mealy pops that's the guy who was embroiled in the in the you know in the pokemon you know fiasco 
and you have never met him. You've never spent time with him. You know, I've done Meal About Madness with Ian. He has sent packages of free cards to Ian, so I know that he's a, a good guy. Um, you know, I've met him at the National. You know, we chatted there, and you know, just know generally speaking the business. I don't know anything about the the Pokemon stuff, right? So I'm not going to comment about that. But you know, going into this, I mean. You know, I said, hey, you know, you get to sit up next to, you know, Mealy Pops. You're selling D-Friends. What's he selling? You're like, he's probably selling G.I. Joe, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because behind the behind behind the keyboard, right, we're all keyboard tough. And it's like, we don't know these people, but now you spend some time with them, right? And you're like, probably like, this is a good dude, right? It's very different well, I'll give you, person. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. So what we did, it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. And, and by the way, all the backlash about D-Friends. I mean, we're gonna get to that. We'll this... get to that in a second. We'll okay. get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, but, but what we did was pretty cool. So we were selling product, and we had V Friends cards, and we had uh, we had V Friends signals, and V Friends wax. And just over the last like twenty four hours, our, our booth has been popping. And one of the people I'm here with, I came with my sister, her best friend Faith, and then uh, Yodi, who's from Florida. And we did this kind of like live auction, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool, right? So. We ripped up. We ripped a box of wax, and then whoever was there, one person or twenty people, and because of like kind of the vibe, more and more people poured in. It was like that. Uh, it was like the Michael Scott, The Office, like a hundred, hundred, hundred. Go once I see anyone in the back, a hundred, hundred. Go once I see two hundred, two hundred, two hundred. Do I see three hundred, three hundred, three hundred? So we did. We did a, like a literally like an old school live auction of the singles, but we poured in because so many people were there. There was probably a hundred people by the end of it today. Mm-hmm. We did it yesterday. T- people knew it was coming today, so there's more people. We were spilling over into Mealy Pop's booth, right? Our booth was where auctions were, and then people were paying and doing the transaction by Mealy Pops. So we were all up in their space. And I, I, I apologize, I'm like, dude. I'm so sorry. It's like, dude, no big deal at all, man. Do what you need to do. No, like, hey, you're encroaching on my territory. He came over and he was excited for what we were doing, even yeah. though we were the ones making money and not him. Well, maybe there's some overflow. Maybe some of those people moved over to his table and maybe picked up something. You never know. It depends on the attitude, right? If it was more contentious, it, it might not have worked as well, right? It, it, it's like it's like um, when you have um, you know, a graduation party for one of your kids in your backyard and you don't have fences like you do in Long Island and it spills over into your neighbor's backyard. They could be like, hey, get off my lawn. Or they could be like, get off the lawn. This, kid, this kid is playing. Who cares? Yeah, Mr. Nebacracker. But and, and, I mean, and just just to add to that, Mealy Pops flew out today at 4 p.m. to the Dallas show. Think about that. He was here. So, so is that because is 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 that because the show was kind of ending and winding down, and you're going to do it just because you have stuff, or is it because the, the show wasn't so good? For card guys, was it you know was it more no, no, no. team lean? This was this was planned for, okay. for, from the get. So we got I know the rest Wednesday. of his crew was in Dallas. Right. He got here Wednesday. He got here early. Um, Thursday did the thing. Friday we set up for the first time. Today was a full day. And then he rolled out. This was planned from the get. It was just, dude, it takes a lot to be successful in this business. You have to go a little bit above and beyond. You have to take chances. Even though this wasn't a card show, um, they came prepared. They had comic books. They had video games. Uh, maybe it wasn't the most sales that they've ever done. But what was cool about the conference and, and the people there was, dude, I didn't see a single fight. I didn't see a single argument. Everyone was so willing to learn. It, it truly was collectors. Like, I know we frown on NFTs just because they're so new and maybe they t- took away from uh, cards. But that's not what I saw at all. I saw people who are collectors who just don't like sports. So they wanted other things to collect. You know, to them, Gary, 
is so much more exciting than Luka Doncic. I know that's crazy to hear for a lot of people, but it's just the reality, Cage. Yeah. This isn't one or two people. This is, I think, up to 10,000 people were there. And I, I have beautiful, beautiful Luka cards. You know, Luka's the talk of the town. No one gives a crap. No one cares about Jordan. They, they wanted, they, they, they love Gary, and that's like their Luka. And I, it's crazy to some, but it's well, the reality. And you're definitely and sold collectors some three friends' cards. No different. You know, you definitely sold a whole bunch of cards. I mean, guys, take a look at, you know, the, the stories from our podcast. I mean, it's just the crowds are nuts. I mean, there's a lot of people there, a lot of stuff. And I think you've stumbled onto an idea. Maybe we'll pitch this to Gary because he's got VCon coming up again next year and the year after. Maybe we'll do a VFriends live auction for him. Maybe that'll be part of what they do for, for VCon next year. I mean, obviously, just auction off VCon, VFriends. That's it. Maybe by then there'll be a Series 2 of the cards. And I know this is going to – shout out to Rips, man. Rips is what? He's like 19 years old. He he set up basically he, – he planned a lot of the flea market. Yeah. He got a lot of the card people there. Like he, he did an amazing job. He was around the flea market all day long. He was shaking hands, making people feel good, asking them, do you need anything, anything I can help with? So just just awesome people all around. Well, and I mean the people you sold these cards to, they're probably not going to be flipping them on eBay. And what's funny about that is there's been a lot of talk on VFriends. There's been a lot of talk on the cards, right, about how the boxes were $10,000. And then, you know, they started two, then they were 10. Now they're down to six. You sold the box for eight. The cards are selling for a lot of money. And maybe some of the original stuff was shilled. Who knows? You know, maybe some of the stuff wasn't paid for. Maybe some of the original prices weren't, you know, real. But there's now a legitimate floor being set on a lot of these cards. Some of them are one-on-ones. They will probably never see the light of day again. Some of them are out of two, out of five, out of eight. You know, these people are paying, you know, hundreds of dollars for these and they're they're locking them away like they lock people, away. People their are defense. willing to spend two thousand dollars on a card or a thousand dollars or the commons are about five hundred to wait in line for four or five hours for Gary to sign it. Correct. That's what it is. You know? Anybody can get Gary to to you know that's kind of the you know and and an avenue people haven't thought of right you go to the east coast national right you can sell common cards of islander players for 50 times what they would otherwise sell for why because the islanders are sitting there signing autographs so what's worth a penny or two bucks you could sell for five dollars because somebody's going to grab it and say, oh, you're, you're running around. Hey, who's got a card of Brandon Moreno to sign at the at the at Mint? You know what I mean? Who's got these cards, right? Who's got? And this is a Gary card. Why you know what's amazing, someone... Cage? And this, again, a testament to you. Because you're not just really intelligent and understand the hobby. You're also good at explaining it. So I, uh, I pull up the Bird Magic Irving card. Because uh-huh. a lot of people ask me. They say, hey, should I buy that one of one and get Gary to sign it? Or should I buy a, a comment? And I say, guys. Let me tell you what's interesting. So when I was with you, I thought buy the one of one and get it signed. But actually what I've learned is, let me pull something up. So I pull up the on-card ladder. I pull up the PSA 10 Bird Magic uh, Irving card in a PSA mm-hmm. 10. How, do people, how much do you guys think it is? They, some people say, I say 100. Some people say 200,000. Say 800,000. They say, wow, that's crazy. Now I say, how much do you think this card would be if it was autographed? <laughs> they, they say 100,000, 300. <laughs> I say 20,000. <000. laughs> And it blows their mind. They can't understand it, right? And I couldn't either. We had that conversation August 2020. I don't remember the exact episode, but that we talked about it because I was like, "If you how how does that make any sense?" And it's um, true. Collectors like things, I guess, unaltered. Yeah. So what I say is, get the one of one for yourself, 
or get a 205 for yourself and get a comment for Gary to sign. It will add value to the comment, but it won't add value to the one of one. I mean, these are people who are willing to wait online for hours to shake hands with Gary and have 10 seconds with him. I mean, this is this was the place to sell that stuff. Um, so it's, I mean, it, it, good on you and Yoni and the crew. Um, hope your sister and a friend had a, had a, a good time there. Um, you know, I was fielding, you know, comments about how it's ridiculous. And I was trying to explain to people exactly what you just went through, you know, in the comments, you know, in, in our DMs. Like, you know, this isn't just, you know, it's not fake. It's like, listen. You can mark up for whippets at the right concert, right? You know, drug prices are more at uh, you know at, at a fish concert than they are somewhere else. You could charge more for your drugs at Grateful Dead concert. It's the same thing. People it's miss a, the bigger picture with Gary. <laughs> they, they really do because because he's like Gary, a cult leader. Sure, but but he also provides um, opportunity, right? Because so we don't know who met at this event that's going to go on to start the next Facebook in twenty five years. We'll only know that in reverse, right? But what he does is bring like-minded people together. He brings ambitious people together. He mm -hmm. preaches what? Patience, kindness, tenacity. All of these characters are what he wants the people that are standing in line waiting for him to sign autographs to be about. None of them are dickhead donkey or, <laughs> right? No, or I would buy asshole. You know I'd buy that one. <laughs> There's actually a troll one. There is a troll one. It's actually kind of hilarious. Angry um, troll or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. No, they're all alliterations. Like, yeah. it's, all it's, tidy. it's tidy. It's tidy, sure. right? I think it's a clean troll. It's like a tidy troll, I think. Right. So, like, Funny. and think about my sister and her friend. So, my, my friend, she... Why do you uh, go to from tidy troll to your sister's friend? That's not nice. <laughs> I'll explain <laughs> why. Because yesterday we did the episode with Jimmy. Yep. Okay, right? And while we were doing that was when, we, when they started auctioning the cards off. Mm -hmm. So, think about that. None of them had any experience selling in a flea market style, right? They were just meant to like watch the case. And the excitement I saw in their eyes and the way they were telling me about it when I got back, they were so excited that they were able to sell things, right? And think about that skill. My sister's not a natural salesperson. She got a corporate job at SAP at a college. She's a marketer and a creative. But like now she, the, the, you can see it, man. She has so much more energy today. She's talking to everybody. She's out there networking. This is a 21, 22 year old girl. So like. Just the experience that this has provided for a ton of people, both from, a, you know, I'm going to go and watch Gary speak or I'm going to go watch Logan Paul speak or Jeremy Padauer and Buster speak. By the way, the panels have been amazing. So from the consuming of knowledge to the interacting with people and networking to the putting your skills to the test. So, like, there's a lot of things you can't learn in college. And I, I think... I think people should, should look at the bigger picture, not just Gary, but more of the community that he's built uh it, it truly is is a special thing i need to know one thing and then we'll get into the pwc stuff is everywhere you go like every 10 feet every 20 feet is there like a station with blueberries because that's what they need to do like there should be like you, you can't go more than 10 20 feet without running into like blueberries they should just have blueberries everywhere no and this, no. Is a, this is a testament to gary <laughs> yeah, blueberries. he's very uh I don't want to call him frugal. He comes from, he doesn't come from a lot. So there's not a lot of food around. Oh man, you need food. Come on no, now. You got White Club John on stage. You got to oh. have some food. No, there's not a ton of food. There's only one coffee station and then the line's 45 minutes. But I went to the front and I said, hey, I'm a vendor. Like people are going to steal all my inventory if I have to wait for 45 minutes. 
I need this alone. now. You're that guy. All right. That's Dude, it. there was a hundred people in the coffee line. I can't. <laughs> Do you cut the line in the bathroom be... too? There's no lines in the bathroom. There's, there's plenty of bathrooms. They're just okay. there's not a ton of coffee like places to go get like a quick cold brew and breakfast in the beginning. But then how's the, the kombucha in Minnesota? It's good. <laughs> I haven't drank it in a while. Dude, kombucha's got good like reset for the gut. Yeah, I need that. Dude, like, I, I don't know, know if you guys get that. I get very bloated when I fly. Eating a lot of red meat. Made some steak. I, I was so nice here today. I went out a barbecue. I was barbecuing a little steak. Yeah, made a little made a little dinner. You've been eating really healthy. And, and you then, feel better, don't you? Well, I I mean I, I'd have to check my phone, but I definitely did over ten thousand steps today too. Took Ian on the last walk. Walked for about an hour just now. So it's nice. Nice house. A little, little warm. It's like it's like get the air conditioner on weather soon. Get the pool open. You know, my fat ass, you know, as much as I've lost, I'm still you know, <laughs> there's plenty to go. The good but, thing about you is your face is never like you can't tell by your face. Oh, yes, you can. If you look back, definitely. There's definitely moon face syndrome. It's definitely like... You think so? Yeah, 100%. Do you want, do By you the want way, to talk about the SGC5 versus the Mantle 5? We, because we, I, I have been showing that thing, too. Because people do know the grading companies, whether you're a collector can. or not. Yeah, we definitely They ask can. about PSA, SGC, you know, how do you know when to sell? People have been asking about grading companies because they want to, they buy some of these cards and they're asking where to send them. Well, I mean, listen, right now with vintage, I appeal is the key, right? So, and, and so, you know, I think you saw, you know, SGC and lower grades with more I appeal actually sell for more on the PWCC premiere um, this past, uh, this past Thursday. But the one that really is like an apples to apples comparison was it was a mantle, was it five? It was a yep. Mantle 5 in both SGC 5 and PSA 5, and they were both with the PWCC eye appeal, the same level of PWCC eye appeal. So it wasn't one was eye appeal and one wasn't. We talk about this. We talk about it on our, our, our collectible show. We talk about it in the PWCC show also. Um, eye appeal in, a way double grade, in a way double graded, right? Graded once by the graded company and then... Yeah, well, it's, it's sort of I like a, PS, the eye appeal is like within the grade, right? Like you yeah. could have a five and you could have a five that really looks nice. You know, this is what that is. It's, it's you know, like there are fives that are really off center. I happen to have a five that would not get an eye appeal grade. My five is off center, right? So it's definitely a five. You know, it's got great color, great registration, great, you know, great corners. But what the is registration? It's just basically how it's what you think. It's how the card registers. It's how it looks. It's you know the coloring on it, whether or not it's got like any kind of like blurriness in the card and that kind of stuff. So it's it's just the overall look of the card. Um, so so yeah. Anyway, the uh, the 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 SGC five with the IPL outsold so for more than the PSA five did by I think it was like twenty five thirty thousand dollars more, like one hundred and eighty to like one hundred and fifty something. So um, you know. It's interesting. That doesn't happen that often. You know, that's I think people are sick of the sugar charades, man. I think people are sick of waiting for 18 months for their cars. I think they're sick of overpaying for grading. I think they're sick of the upcharges. I truly do believe that. I think I just the think market's really getting smarter. What it comes down to is on a card like that, um, vintage baseball, where, where people know that SGC has legitimate graders for those cards and has been grading baseball cards, vintage baseball cards for a long time, that they're not going to knock SGC to PSA. And if if next to each other, the, the SGC of the same grade looks nicer than the PSA, people will pay more for it. That won't happen with BGS or BVG. It won't happen with any other grading company. But for vintage baseball, people know 
that an SGC will sell. Like it, 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 it doesn't knock the thing down. As a matter of fact, you know, you can argue this auction is one of the examples that it may actually, you know, it does. It definitely doesn't hurt. It may help in this instance. It helped. I think. I think. You know, the SGC card was was I believe a nicer looking five. Um, you know, I would trade my five for it. I'll tell you that much. It's definitely a nice five. Um, and that's part of the kind of the conversation, right? Not every five is is the same. You know, not every six is the same. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Shoot. You own this card, so you're allowed to be as biased or unbiased as you want to be for this question. The PW, the fuck, the Michael Jordan PSA 10 Fleer, Mm -hmm. artificially propped up or not? Not anymore. You know what I mean? Like it's now, it's now at a point where um, I think Lameen James, hey, it stays between 250 and 300 is actually wrong. I think, you know, 240 is basically the low point on it. And there are enough people who will come in and buy that card up to 240. There's one ending on Golden tonight. That bid is 190 right now. So one more bid, it goes to 240 with the buyer's premium. So it's not at it yet, but you'd think it would get there. I may even bid on it myself. I think there's enough people out there who, who, who view that card as that's about as low as it should go. I don't think it's artificially See, see this is where – and I love this, guys. I honestly want to learn. I asked this question out of curiosity. Like, yeah. when you protect the floor of your own asset, mm-hmm. what, what's the, what is that called? You know, like, what is – is that ethical, first off? What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. And second, what is that card called, right? Because the people that own this card are wealthy, astute investors. Like, no one – called buying. This- right? I mean, they're buying it, right? That means that they're willing to pay it. So, you know, whether the floor is by a new person buying the card or it's by somebody who values the card and values their own. Right. You know, it's the same thing as stocks. It's the same thing as anything else, right? If you, you know, if, 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 you know, if you, if you own a position in, in a certain company and you're like, you know what, I own enough of this. It's a bargain now when Apple falls below 100 or Disney's about to fall below 100 again, which is, you know, where it, where it was almost 200 this year. And, you know, it was 190 or whatever it was. And, and you it's, know it's, the stock market. You say, you I, know what I know that stock. Disney's I know it's going to go eventually back up. I, I, when it hits 100, I'm putting in a buy. I'm putting in, you know, like a, um, um, you know, like a limit order. I'm putting in, you know, if it, if it hits that, I'm, I'm, I'm setting like a stop. So I'm going to go in and, and buy in. People do this all the time. And, you know, banks a good do comparison. It all the time. So, um, no, but banks, I just think banks that, you get free money from the Fed. I just think that, <laughs> you know, that, that card at that price now, people have seen that it was at seven and change, which is, you know, I think that was kind of like silly, but it was four, five, six, whatever. And now at two, I think this is, you know, it's now hitting, you know, the, the low water mark of where it's going to be for its next leg up. I really do. And obviously, I'm biased, guys. I own one. Um, so you're allowed. It was a question was for you to be biased, you know, in a lot of ways, we, we, we but I'm not rich, more. man. And I don't own 10 of these. There are people who, who do own 10 of these and won't let it fall below where it is because that the same as somebody who would say, all right, I'm going to make the next one bid for 400,000 because I have 10 of them and I want to make it worth 4 million is not going to let it fall below the number that it's at now because they own 10. You know so, what I mean? Like answer me this too, in the comments, I'm curious your take, is it a sign of a healthier market or does it matter? If a new buyer comes in to buy that card versus the same buyer, obviously we can't know, but like, does it matter for the health of the market at all? If it's a new buyer versus an old? I don't know, man. That, that card is 318 of them. You know, you would expect after it runs like that to, to come back down to earth the way it has. 
You know, it hasn't collapsed the way that like Kobe's cards did or LeBron's cards. I mean, like, think about it for a second, right? You know, at the time that one Jordan sold for 700, let's just say 730. It was an amazing copy, but I don't care. Let's just use 730, right? The, um, the LeBron base was $40,000. Right. The base chrome, right? So the LeBron base chrome is what now? Seven? Yeah, you know what I mean? Called, Seven. It's so it's, it's one, one, call it one fifth. That's fine. So one fifth of seven hundred thousand dollars would be one hundred and forty grand. So it hasn't fallen that much, and it's because it's still there's only three hundred eighteen of them. There's way more LeBrons, even though it's an expensive card. You know the population, the supply does matter. You know what I mean? There are enough people who own these who didn't come out and sell them. People who own them at twenty five, forty, fifty, who aren't going to sell them now. You know what I mean? They then they're definitely not scared to sell it now. And the, the, you know, so so you know. That's when a floor happens. Most people who brought, who bought the LeBrons, you know what I mean? They were buying them higher than where they are now. How That's not the same for the Jordan. How like come people, people did. How come people don't feel that the LeBron is a collector's item? How come people who own that LeBron Tops Chrome? Who, how come people from the outside feel that, that LeBron Tops Chrome is like a investor flip card? Well, because it's a commodity card because there's so many of them. But but if you is there really card, that many? Yeah, if you look at a card like. Um, like um, the BGS 10 refractor, right? That's not a commodity card. That's a card that, you know, that I would say has probably been swept up in the whole, oh, the Topps Chrome is not a good card and, uh, you know, the whole nine yards, right? It's um, it's one of those cards. I think there's 30-something of them in BGS 10, not the PSA 10. I'm, you know, I'm talking about Touché. BGS. 2,200, you know? 2,200 just PSA 10s of that. So yeah, and probably they... The equivalent in BGS 9.5. Right. I think there's less than three dozen of the BGS 10, right? And that was one that would be, you know, a lot of money. I think it's come down to like, you know, 80 grand or something like that. Not that that's like nothing. But that was a card that was huge. Well in over $100,000, the BGS 10. I think it's, you know, there are cards that, you know, you're going to start to see the lower pop ones. Kevin Durant has been beat up, but the white refractor in, in PSA 10 or BGS 9.5 even, that, that card's numbered to 99. You know what I mean? What if I told you the BGS 10 had a sale just in March yes, 26 for 16K? What B, the BGS 10 of what? That's just the base. Oh, the base the, yes. I'm talking about the refractor. But the, the base was as high as 74 in yeah. a BGS 10. Yeah. But even that, I mean, there's not 2,200 of them, but there's more of those. Yeah. Right. The, the, the Golden has a BGS black label 10. Anyway, so the, the point is, you know, there's. There's a lot of there's a lot of, of sales. I think some of the ones I'm talking about just ended in PWCC's Thursday night, and you can see they're starting to level off. That LeBron Chrome, the the like the Durant out of 99 white refractor. You know these are cards that you know they they were up, they were down. But if you look if you look at the overall chart for the last couple of years, you could take out that crazy you know that crazy bump up, and they're back on their way up. They've hit the floor and they're going back up. I think Jordan you might see is kind of in, in that in that range also. We'll see. Obviously, you know. Sort of wishful thinking there, right? <laughs> so it's anecdotal. I got a chance to spend a little more time with Sasha T, you know, Chris Costa, those guys. You know, they I think everyone now speaks so highly of the tech and how easy to use PWCC is from a bidding standpoint. Just yep. like from a tech and like, you know, looking at cars. You know, like how like girls get together, like my sister does this like a shop for like clothes on Lululemon together. Yeah. Well, I don't know how they do that, but yes, I but, assume but the, you're correct. The, the guys, they go shopping for cards on PWCC. 
Like it's it's like a fun experience is, is my point. It's it's fun to go and navigate and look what cards are for auction, you know, what's in the vault, what's fixed, what's weekly, what's monthly. So I just want to give a kudos, not from even what cards are selling, but for just how easy and how fun the experience to find cards is on there. Listen, I love PWCC Tech. I think it's great. We've talked about it a couple of times, but the app is real easy to use. I love the flash feature. You can get some bargains in there. People are able to just flash their stuff in. And guys, what that means is if even if you don't make the deadline for the weekly auction that ends you know, Sunday night, um, as long as you buy Wednesday and you have your cards in the vault already, you can just hit a button and boom, they're in that, that, that following Sunday's auction. Um, if you're looking to buy, just click that flash in the top there, and you'll see all the items that were flashed into this. And you're talking about some nice cards that got flashed into this one also. Um, you got Power Buyer, which is one of my favorite features out there because you, you basically, you know how you could scroll for days to find bargains? They're finding the bargains for you. It's basically cards that are not bid anywhere near what the appraisal value is um, for that card. When it comes to auction, they say this thing is worth ten grand, but the bid's only five. Boom, it's going to show up in your Power Buyer search. I mean, those are Does it tell you the number of cards that are flash auctioned in? It tells you the number that are on flash. Yes, if you pull it up, I, it, it tells you how many. So, there if are. you guys want to be at next level, I would track that number because it's a really cool way to to have a pulse of the market and to see, you know, how if the seller is, you know, a little more panicky, if there's less panicky sellers. It's uh, it's really interesting because if you track that over time, I think you'll, that that number will tell you a lot week to week. Um. I think it was last week there was something like 1,500 or 1,400, right? I remember giving the number. This week is 2,306 items have been flashed in. Or that's how many there are because there's two auctions available. But that's I love it. And I think one data point, you know, it is what it is. But if you track this over time, I think it gets interesting. You could start watching patterns of when to buy, when to sell. Because what I imagine is, hey, kids are finishing high school. The kids are finishing school. You know, summer, college, parents, you know, you want to go on vacation. You need some money. Pay for summer camp. Right? Yeah, that's nice five figures right there. So let's talk about three to five cards, uh, and and then we'll kind of... Sure, uh, it's difficult. So number one, if we're going to just try to limit these things, number one, there appears to be a 1986 Fleer uh, basketball PSA 10, almost like a set break in here. So we don't have to specifically go to all of them, but like there's a ton of cards at PSA 10. So it looks set like break. someone so, had the set and then a set. Correct. Set. And I don't know and if they broke it broke cardboard's whole set maybe, but you know, gotcha. during the, during the premiere, the Kareem sticker sold for like $200,000. There's a Kareem card. There's other stickers, the magic sticker, the bird sticker, you name it. Some really, really amazing cards in that set. Right. So, so the Dominique Wilkins, which is really rare, double digit pop, less than a hundred of them out there. Um, that's only sitting at $10,000 right now. The Barkley rookie is in there. It's only five and change while I'm looking at it now. The Ewing rookie is in there. Clyde Drexler rookie is in there. The stickers of Julius Irving PSA 10. There's just a ton of PSA 10. It's, it is an iconic, if not the most iconic basketball set because it's, you know, headlined by Jordan, but guys like Spud Webb, our favorite, who we got to talk to, right? You know, his rookies in there. There are some low pop ones, right? Um, you know, Gerald. Can Dickens I talk about Barkley notorious. real quick? Shoot, Please. I think he's so undervalued. I think we love we we love him as a player, and I think the only thing against him is he that he never had the the, the championship. You know what I've noticed? He's hmm. a pioneer. He pioneered the whole um, athletes doing podcasts and TV. I know it was a little bit. 
but not to the magnitude it is now. If you guys go on the internet, there are so many athlete-run podcasts where they interview other athletes, and it's just a different perspective. Like athletes used to go on shows that are like run by like Scott Van Pelt. Like how much could a common man really talk to a, an athlete about, right? But but these like a veteran to a common to a player currently playing, I, I I'll put you know my head on blast. Like I think Charles Barkley is a pioneer in that space, and I think we're only going to realize that in five, ten, fifteen years, maybe. You know, you may be writer than you know because Barkley's he's endearing now. People like him, but you know, yeah. for someone like me, he was the heel. Yeah. You know what I mean? If 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 Hulk Hogan was the wrestler that everybody liked, the Iron Sheik was the one that you know was his nemesis. They even made a cartoon where the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, you know, were the bad guys, and uh, and you know Hulk Hogan was there with Macho Man Savage and I think Wendy Richter, you know, and like the you know the, the whole the whole the whole crew, right? Believe it or not, Chuck would be like the 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 villain. He'd be the heel mm-hmm. to Jordan, and you know while everybody was out there drinking their Gatorade. And singing, they want to be like Mike. Charles Barkley was telling parents that he's not the kid's parent. He's not a role model. He doesn't want to be a role model. You know, don't look to me to tell you what to do. I'm, I'm not Mike, basically, right? And that, that's, that's tough to hang your hat on, right? From an investment standpoint, from, you know, an advertisement standpoint. But, you know, that was a long time ago. And now mm-hmm. he's pretty damn bankable. You know, he's funny. He's got a great rapport with Shaq. You know he does the games well. You know it's it, you know so I think you're I think you're right. I think he's one of those guys that you know the legacy over time, even 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 off the court, is probably going to you know help his cards and his value and his card right now. I mean it's in it definitely in the power buyer and it's definitely you know a bargain. We'll see whether or not it you know you know even just, even just relative to other cards in that set, I think comparatively it should be it should be it should be higher. Like yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. Listen, uh, just real quick, because we talked about vintage cards with with IAPL and other vintage cards. Number one, there's a 39 Playball Ted Williams rookie PSA 4 with the PWCCE designation. It's PWCC sticker. That's the top 30%, I believe. Real nice card. The centering is always bad on these. It's got very good centering. So it's definitely one of the nice ones. It has good centering. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these are not centered well. This one's one's good, especially for that card. Most of those are off-centered. You know this card. You like that card. I love this card also. You know, it's... um, I mean, Ted Williams, we've talked about him on our show a bunch of times. This guy just doesn't get the love that he deserves. Part of it is because the, the cards from the, the 20s and 30s are just basically ugly. The Gowdy set is the huge exception. But the 39 play ball, it's just, you know, it's not. it's got no color. It's kind of blurry. But it's Ted Williams. It's I mean, black and white, right? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> I don't know if it's black or like, you know, like a... Like some other gray. type of like grayish, yeah, but but yeah, it's pretty much a black and white card. But it is it's Ted Williams rookie card. It's you know it is the card for Ted Williams, um, and it's in real nice shape. There's also a really awesome SGC five. I like these cards personally better than the T two o six. They came after, so T two o six is nineteen o nine. The T two o five you would think it would come before, but T two o five actually is from nineteen eleven. It's the gold border tobacco cards. You know I've shown you my Christy Mathewson one. I think I have a three, but it's just really cool gold border. There is a a really nice Ty Cobb in an SGC five in this weekly auction. Nice gold foil. They're very hard grades because that gold foil chips. Think of like a scoring king, but a hundred and ten year old scoring king. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those cards that like you know the foil on it is going to be difficult. Um, you know, like the ninety three uh, SP 
Jeter card, you know. But this card really looks nice. It, it looks real. Guys, nice. leave us a comment good. if you're like me, and I, I kind of want to not just pick your brain because we'll do an episode. <laughs> I want to learn about the history of cards. Let us know in the comments if there's a guest that kind of comes to mind that really understands the history of cards. Like, right, like Jimmy yesterday talked about a word I can't really remember. Do you remember? I'll go back uh, and the rec- reclamation reclamation yes yes but that's just the like, time that's just the time period you know he because he was saying like cards have been around since 18 he said they're collectible since 1980 they haven't been collectible that long they've just been around since that long in the 50s 60s 18 yeah the cincinnati team card it's, it's like 1864 or something like that i think is when the first it's like acknowledged as the first baseball card i would love i love history and I, if you guys could let us know in the comments i'll reach out to someone who, if you have a recommendation because i'd love to learn a little bit more about that Leighton Sheldon would be awesome. We had him on already, though. But it'd be cool, cool. To, you know, see somebody else, you know, who might know some vintage stuff. So, um, you know, getting into more modern stuff, we got the 80s. Um, we, 1979, I'm going to ask you about this. Why is Maradona, I'll say it wrong, soccer's goat, right? Is it Pele, him? Does it matter? Is it one, two? Is it like Ronaldo and Messi now? Tell me why he's great. And, you know, I'm going to say, I'll let Andrew talk about him and why he's awesome in a second. There's a 79 Panini, I think Calciatori, uh, PSA 9, card number 312. There is only 110, and there are 14 nines. This is one of 14 nines. You'll get a, an opportunity to buy a Maradona card, a rookie card um, in this higher grade that often. And, and this weekly auction gives you a chance to buy it. This is, you know, potentially uh-huh. premiere worthy. I'll say three reasons. So here's the first simple one. So this is anecdotal. I'm at the show and I sold two cards, sports cards. Everything else was V-Friends cards. It was a Jordan card and a Maradona card. So that's number one. Okay. Number two, it was Pele versus Maradona. You know, those are kind of remembered as the two greats. Garincha, Cruyff, all those guys, all incredible players. They're all in terms of like history, like Mantles, Roos, all that. I would say kind of like Pele, Maradona, or, you know, Mantle Ruth in this sense, even though they didn't play against each other. Okay. And, and I, I think third, and I think there's something to this, um, winning on your own. Like, I think Luca is the most valuable uh, current modern-day basketball player in terms of, like, comparing him to Trey, Ja, Zaya, that class, not LeBron and, and Curry, but like the, the the these young guys, because the perception is that he won or he wins on his own. Whether that's true or not, it doesn't really matter, right? The perception is the that World Cup that Maradona won was on his own, you know, on his own will, on his own talent, on his own skill. When you compare that to Pele, if you look at the cast around him that he's played with, it's insane. It's in, like the players he's played with, you would call them Hall of Famers. Yep. Maradona played and won. Perception, remember, perception mm-hmm. and reality are two different things because everyone at that level is incredible. Everyone that plays in the NBA alongside Luca is incredible. But the I mean, except is, in the, in the you know, when Bob Cousy played, then they were all just plumbers. Well, can I touch on that? I, no. I think people, oh, okay. No, you can. You can. <laughs> well, obviously, Bill Russell, Chamberlain, who are the other guys like, who are the other other guys you mentioned? Kuzi, there's Oscar Robertson, Elijah Baylor. Those guys are incredible, but that's one guy on the entire team, and he's making what was like maybe like four hundred thousand. The rest were making no money, and this is the way I put it: one through three in in that era, one two were incredible. 
three through 10 were okay. Now in today's day and age, one through eight is incredible. Like Tyler Hero would be better than any of the role players back then. Tyler Hero would be a superstar MVP player. So it's just the depth. It's not the, you know, okay, Bill Russell's amazing. Will Chamberlain's amazing. But what about the other non-guys on that roster? This guy, you know what that he's saying? He's just whistling because of what you're saying is just bunk. Listen, listen uh, people, athletes have gotten better. I mean, Usain Bolt would probably beat everybody in the 1936 Berlin Olympics. I mean, we can't do that, though. That's not the way things Maybe work. Maybe other than Jesse Owens. Maybe. He would, he would right. beat the shit out of Jesse Owens, too. Right. That's not that, but that is what you're trying to say. I mean, to, to say that Tyler Hero should be mentioned in the same name as like Elgin Bale and that kind of stuff, it's almost, it's like insulting. It's kind of silly, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm not comparing the best versus the best. I'm comparing depth, I guess. I'm comparing the more depth of talent than, yeah, I mean, Will Chamberlain I, might dominate today. Yeah, and George Mike and dominated them too because the only person who was 10 feet tall, but that's not the point, right? The game evolved, right? You know, people, you know, people's physical abilities evolved. You know, I mean, that's anyway, it's a conversation for another day. Let's get to the card. So you're on soccer, I'll keep you on soccer. Tell me who Eusebio is. Eusebio, I believe, is a Portuguese player, but he's not as renowned. Like, I would throw him in like the vintage category. Who's a good comp? He's not as well known. I just, I'll just put it that way. He's a, he's a very good player. Uh, I only ask because one of the two cards, of, well, things I want to mention that just struck my eye. PSA eight. That's I'll take it. Unitas sixty three Panini Calciatore PSA eight pop one of three with none higher. Eusebio near mint eight in this auction. But then we'll we'll swing it to another one. There is. Do you know the two thousand ten Panini Gold Standard twenty four karat Kobe Bryant autos? You wear those? So I guess it's a 15-card set, 15 different gold standard 24-carat. There is a whole set in this weekly auction. It's currently bid at $17,000 for all 15 autos, all encapsulated in BGS holders. It is a, I don't think I've ever seen this set together, and somebody has completed the set of all 15 of these, the 2010 Panini gold standard 24-carat Kobe Bryant auto set, and the whole set's for sale with one bid. I mean, it's basically $1,000 and change per Kobe auto. And these are pretty cool-looking cards. Have you ever seen these? No, I'm trying to pull it up. All right, take your time. 2010 Panini Gold Standard. If you go by highest right now, it's as we are talking, it's currently the highest-priced item in the entire auction. And while Andrew's looking, I'll talk about a couple of other ones just so we can get them in there, guys. You know, neither of us are going to talk with any um, any authority about hockey. There's a 2005 Upper Deck Trilogy Sidney Crosby rookie out of 9.99 in BGS 10 pristine. That's a numbered Crosby rookie, uh, also BGS pristine. So you know, there's obviously not, not a ton of those. So that's one to take a look at. Um, and another cool one, not not auto, but a 2005 SP game used triple Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Patrick. What, a, what an interesting set. Cool, right? So okay, so let's go back to that because you know, like I have never shiny. seen that set together. It's definitely shiny. It's definitely shiny. That's true. It's definitely shiny. But this yeah, is cool, tough. right? Well, I mean, they also have twenty-four to... karat on the side. They kind of like twenty-four karat gold. That's twenty-four karat Kobe Bryant. Like real different coloring on each one of these. Different picture on all of them. One of them looks like you know you got the gold jersey, you got the purple jersey, you got different parts of his career in here. It's almost like a. Like it a feels like a through set. the ages, right? Yeah, like, like this yeah, is like a like a tribute tribute to Kobe this kind is, of set. This is him in high school. This is him. Yeah, Marion. Yep. 
Yeah. I guess this is him winning dunk competition. This is him winning a championship. This is him aging. This is still Froby. That's this is really cool, Cage. This is him winning a, 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 his first championship. Wow. And really I mean, what's cool. real nice about it is it looks like only one of them has a nine auto. Every other one, so 14 or 15, have 10, like BGS 10 Kobe autos. Like, that's pretty cool. You know, we talk about how it's not like he's the rarest auto in the world, but he's also not the most common auto in the world. And, and clearly they're not making any more of them. So, you know, it's just, it's, it, it was just a cool thing to see in the weekly. There are several items here again. We said this last week that could qualify for premier. Uh, this is definitely one of them. What a cool grouping, right? I'm surprised you didn't see it. I, you know, with all your V friends money, I figured, you know, you'd be the top bidder on this one. I shouldn't have said anything. You could have stole it. No, that's, uh, I, I like gold standard in general. Like I, I, I like the product. I don't think it's as appreciated as it might. Like I think it should be for its design. Like I've always liked the Giannis gold standard rookie card as well. Yeah, I, I think that's a really nice auto also, the, the gold standard. Um, 1996 Michael Jordan SPX. Do you know this this particular card? To me, this is a cool card just from a historical perspective because it's 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 one of the first autos that I remember. It's like a trade card. You know what I mean? You, you got this. In. So if you take a look, 1996 SPX, um, that was a cool like die, die cut set. It's yep. like an oval with like kind of like squared edges. That's how they came in the pack and the whole thing. Every card was like that. It wasn't like just this card was die cut. All of them were. Um, and this is an autograph, authentic auto with a 10 auto Jordan on card with a cool hollow um, PSA pop one of six. There are seven graded higher than this one. Just a real cool, you know, Michael Jordan autograph card early, you know, while he was playing 1996. Um, he's got a lot of cool 90s inserts. This is a cool 90 insert that's numbered. You know, it's got a little serial number on the back of it. You know, it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool card. Um, Can I tell you about a dream I had? This is going to sound freaking Sure. let hear it. I had a dream that um, Upper Deck got acquired slash mm -hmm. I got a chance to meet Michael Jordan at a show and convince him or find a way to get him out of his upper deck exclusive deal so we could get some contemporary modern day Jordan products in with us panini tops and get some more common day autos. I, th I think the market needs it. It's I think it'd be fun maybe, it's you saw a post, maybe you saw the post about the, the fake Jordan logo man that's on eBay with the authenticity guarantee. It's pretty funny. Maybe that got in your brain. Maybe that swept in. But anyway, from Andrew's uh, semi-lucid, chemically-enhanced dreams back to the data, one of the really cool cards of a guy who I don't think gets as much love as he should just because you know he had some off-field antics and because Raider fans like myself are supposed to hate him, the 1998 Topps Chrome Refractor Randy Moss Rookie. It's got the Mike Baker sticker on it, but it's a PSA 10 gem mint. I mean, obviously, everybody knows he's one of the dominant receivers, well-known all-time receiver, sells for you know, basically a fraction of what, like, you know, quarterbacks sell for. Um, just a really, really nice card. Um, and, it, you know, it's one that, uh, you know, I remember looking at this card myself, the refractor. I, I'm pretty sure there's like a hundred and something of this card, 130, 150, something like that in the PSA 10 range uh, for the refractor. But I think during – now, I was. it's funny you pulled that one up. That's not the card I'm talking about, but leave that one up for two seconds, okay? I'm talking about the actual Topps Chrome Refractor, the rookie Topps Chrome Refractor, the actual one. Um, and I was going to talk about this one next. Good job, dude. Uh, um, 
the the one I'm talking about now, the bids are under two thousand dollars. Who knows what it's going to end at? But this was one that in the peak last year was selling for like eight thousand dollars in like March of two thousand twenty. It was five, six, seven, eight. Like take a look at like the PSA website, the card ladder, the sales, the whole nine yards. But the one you pulled up is really nice. That's the Bowman Atomic Refractor numbered out of a hundred. Yep. Right, so you know there weren't a lot of cards being numbered in the '90s, but that's a 1998 rookie Randy Moss numbered out of 100 on the back in PSA 10. Really nice, the Atomic Refractor, cool card. There Real was a cool panel card. talking about collectibles at, at Econ, and they talk about 25 year cycles. Right, they talk about mm-hmm. how you collect your heroes when you have disposable income. Right. Yep. Yep. And I know he was drafted in 98, but for some reason he feels more of like a 2000s type of guy. Well, because he was with Brady, like you're pairing right. off with the with, you know, with those uh, that 17 and 0, 16 and 0 season. I, I sort of feel Randy's time is coming. I, I think he's a 2025, 2030 type of play just because uh, like my generation and maybe a little bit older, a little young, but like my guys, like we remember him. We remember him mooning the crowd. We remember his antics. We remember his athleticism. And I could see Randy being a, a, an interesting 20, 25, 20, 30 play. So one last card to go through, and then I'll let you take us home. I think in 25 years, when people are looking back at, you know, at the cards that were the ones that everybody was breaking, the nostalgia of crazy breaks, what was everybody going for? What was everybody yelling about? This particular set and this person's card is going to be the one that is, is like, you know, going to be one of the poster children for this crazy time that we're going through now. And in a time where most sets do not even have player worn, the flawless cards are actual game-used items. So in this auction, there's a 2020 Flawless Prime Ruby LaMelo Ball Rookie Patch Auto out of 15. A real nice card. Game-used LaMelo Rookie. I don't know what LaMelo is going to do. I don't know what his legacy is going to be. Obviously, people love him. He is the one that people are chasing in, in this flawless product. There's a few of his cards in here, but this particular item, real nice patch, three color, has the Hornets blue with a little purple, a little bit of white, like the whole the whole nine yards. Looks like a letter, a little bit of white behind it. Um, you know, real nice patch, real nice autograph on it. It's not graded. It's still in the flawless, you know, one touch. It's out of 15. Let's see what number. It looks like seven out of 15 I'm looking at now. Um, and, yeah, I mean – I think there'll be more value placed on that particular card and that particular set, flawless, when everybody looks back and says, well, why would I buy this jersey? Why would I buy this one with a T-shirt in it? Why would I buy any of these? Would you pull up a Mike Tyson? <laughs> well, I was going to pull up the Ruby uh, Lamello, but the last two tabs I've opened, Cage, I found two cards I love in that like little scrolling thing. Yeah, Gold it, standard. The scrolling Harry is Max. awesome, right? The scrolling is it's fun. In, it's incredible. First off, PSA 8, I don't trust you. You've been just all over the map. Uh, but these two last cards, they were in the scroller. That two cards I've never seen, and two of my favorite people. First off, Mike Don Tyson, King. Don King, Mike Tyson, Don King, King. <laughs> two of your favorite people, <laughs> <laughs> and Maxi. But dude, do you know Jamie Foxx is making a Mike Tyson movie? I did not. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll pull up, uh, guys. I apologize. I'll pull up the Ruby Lamello right now. But my point was that both of those cards were like a few hundred bucks. So, you know, I know we cover cards, you know, in the thousands here. But what's amazing is there's incredible deals and opportunities with like, in this card right now is at 86 bucks. It's a BGS 9.5, Mike Tyson, Don King card. And like, that's a cool card. I don't care yeah. what, what, which way you slice it. Um, 
There's plenty. Look, there's a 2018 Panini Select Josh Allen Silver Prism PSA 10. It looks like the field level, silver, 330 bucks. last bid. I'm looking at the scroll as you pull this up. That's a sick card. $330. Forget about it. Right. But, yeah, that, that Lamello is cool, right? Look at that jersey piece. And that's game used. So, interesting stuff. I also, before we close this out, the other set break that looks like it's happening now, a lot of the Premier had, like, the Chansey, which sold for a lot of money. Blastoise sold for a lot of money. The first edition PSA 10 Pokemon. There's some really nice ones. Magneton, you know, sitting at, you know, like, five or eight grand. I paid, like, $20,000 for mine. Ridiculous, you know? You know, Hitmonchan or whatever, you know? I mean, they're, 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 there are some really nice Pokemon cards in this one. There's a Sky Ridge Charizard, uh, you know, Crystal, which is really a nice card. I think, you know, I, I, you know, that's definitely a five-figure card all day, every day. But there are some really nice Pokemon. There's a, you know, there's an Alakazam with a thick stamp. Gyarados, um, you know, there's a Magneton. I think there's a NATO King in here. And they're all, the, the bids are pretty darn low. Um, so take a look. And, uh, you know, if Pokemon is your thing, the weekly auction has, looks like somebody breaking up a set and throwing it in there. So take a look. I'll tell you guys, I think Pokemon is not my thing, but what it seems like is the sleeping giant that wakes up every few years. That's what I feel like I've noticed from this Pokemon community. I don't know if Kate will agree, disagree, but that's my take on it. We'll see. We shall see. It's definitely the number one brand in the world. So, Luca Nation, thank you. Thank you so much. If, you know, my one take from, you know, being away from home and I'm a homebody, I'm an introvert. You guys know that. Is getting away from, you know, getting from out from behind your computer or your phone and going and interacting with people in this space. All you guys in Dallas, I hope you have an amazing time. We love you. Bye, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.